Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. Guess who's talking? It's Tamika Austin, host of Teamster Talk. And we are sitting here today with our Principal Officer, Secretary Treasurer, Dean Modecker. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I can't believe we did it. We did it. This is exciting for me. I hope it's exciting for the members. I hope it's exciting for them too. I think you're pretty fun to listen to and talk to. We've had a conversation before, so I'm like, round two, we're going to do it again. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, so I know who you are. So I want you to explain to our listeners, who are you? My name is Dean Modecker. Um, I started in the Teamsters Union in 1990. I was a bread driver. Uh, I moved my way up from that. I became a trustee in the union about five years in, so around 1996, I believe. Um, and then I went from trustee to uh, every position in, in the local union. So I'm happy to be able to say that. Uh, when I talk to our membership, I know exactly where they're coming from and uh, what level it's coming from. And see, I think that's pretty cool because We've talked about this before. You come from a union family. So you come from this long history of Teamsters and union. And then I'm kind of like the new kid on the block for my family. And I think that's what's so cool is that even though we come from different backgrounds, we both pretty much got the same goal and have the same really cool thing that ties us in. So I think that's like super cool. So why did you become a Teamster? I've always had, I guess, an issue with uh, certain people at the top demanding things and pushing it down to the bottom, whether it be teachers, principals. Um, and then, of course, when I got into the working world, yeah, I met a few of those right off the bat. So I figured I need a voice. And see, that's what's so cool, because like my Teamster journey was different than yours. But the more I learned about it, it's like, well, I want everybody to have the same voice I got. And then what's cool is like it's like, like I've always said, one band, one sound, and then it becomes your family. And then that's another piece that we've talked about that ties in the union with me. I think that when people look at unions, they don't realize that it's just not us as a group doing work things. It's us as a family working together to make sure everyone's family gets fed. I love it. That's that's exactly what we're looking for. Oh, you brought up you were raised in your family. I was raised in my family. The best part about it is now we're in the working world and we can raise each other in our own families, which is the Teamster family. Um, we can keep educating. We can keep building. Timika, I was lucky. I heard a lot of things at my dinner table, my breakfast table, and my lunch table growing up. A lot of people didn't get to hear those. So I love what we're doing now. We're looking for any communicative way we can put out there to people to grow, to listen. Again, this is a family. I like how you said that um, brothers and sisters people ask me all the time well why do you guys say brothers and sisters because brothers and sisters are growing up together we can argue we can we can cry we can laugh we can do whatever we need to each other but when the door opens we're still brothers and sisters so we can have disagreements to get to where we need to go um again we're family and i'm telling you right now i love my family we were just talking about how my mom responds to the facebook and instagram posts and she loves our family and she likes to tell people my daughter has this. This is her other family. This is her extended family. 
What's your favorite guilty food? Wow. Uh, I eat a lot of guilty food. I would probably say Tisserolles. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I don't eat that much. Or Tisserolles big enough for me. Um, yeah, I really like Tisserolles. I don't know. It's old school. But yet, it still fulfills. Not see that. Well, we all know I love tacos and bacon. Stuff. I was doing tacos, but I knew you were going to tacos. So I stayed away from tacos. Went with Tisserolles. Okay. Um, so... We want to talk about a little bit about the history of 455 so that people know. So before there was 455, there was 437? Well, there was a local 435. There was local 13. There was local 961. And then the local, I came from local 537. And after all the years, uh, local 537 came in first, and we changed the local number to 455. Then local 961 merged in. And I believe Local 13 had merged in uh, somewhere around the early 2000s. Okay. That's that's a pretty cool thing to know because most people don't realize that there are, well, there's three locals in the state, but there was more multiple locals, which means that, you know, maybe things merged because things changed or there was industries or things, whatever happened. So I'm glad we talked about the merger so people... Because so, sometimes you have people say, I was part of this local. And so it's like, well, we merged. So we recently just had an election. Yes. That both me and you are a part of. Yes. <laughs> I was a little nervous, but <laughs> you think you're doing the right thing. And then when elections come, they'll let you know whether you're doing the right thing or not. So it was like so exciting, but nerve wracking. And it's like, I don't know how to explain it. You're standing up there and you know, you're a part of a democracy and you know, the union is set up. It's a democracy. But, and then all of a sudden you got to stand up in front of this room and hope that everyone else believes in us the way we believe in us. And then you're like, and then once it's all done, you're like, time to get to work. <laughs> That's exactly what we did that night. Yeah. We, we were victorious and literally came upstairs and thought, all right, so where are we taking the group now? Um, I love it. Again, we hit the ground running. We sure did. We, I feel like we've just been going. I feel like we do all this awesome stuff at our local and we always talk about the fun stuff, but there's like all these hardworking people in this office and at this local and all the cool stuff we're doing with the young regulators and all of the stuff that we do. And then this election, we're like, we hope you guys see what the hard work that we've been putting. And I think they did. And I think the reason why it was easy to see is because everybody's in. Uh, it's not just up here. You need to buy in from the shop stewards. You need to buy in from the membership. Again, it's not an overnight process. We promised each other we wouldn't give up. It would take a while and we would do it. This is another thing we're looking at here, the podcast. Again, we've had a lot of ideas and a lot of dreams up here to make a, but now we're turning them into reality. And, and I love to see it. I agree. Like we did so much member appreciation stuff last year that I thought was pretty cool. I swear the energy was so good. The vibe was good. Everybody was like, this is exciting. I don't know. It was like an ex excitement in the air. And then when we had the election, it was like the excitement continued. And I'm like going, we do all this awesome stuff. Like we have badass organizers and BAs and office staff. And I tell people, I'm not telling you that we're good. We're showing you how good we are. That's what I like about what we are doing as, as a local and as a board. I believe you believe we believe. We're on fire, <laughs> sis. Uh, let's take this to the next level. Even uh, up in CU, I have a feeling uh, the coach up there is talking about what we're doing down here. It's exciting. <laughs> when we get done, he's going to be like, I want to go down to Teamsters Local 455. And we will be like, okay, Mr. Primetime, we would love to see you. <laughs> 
Um, so I want to talk about the LMG. Leaner, meaner, greener. I know what lean is. Will you explain it to people what this lean part means? Lean? Well, we're like anybody else up here. We we get into our own little cubicles and we want to do things our own way. Um, but instead, we're highlighting what we do. We're highlighting the stewards. If you're strong at fighting the employer, we're going to put you in front of the employer. Um, there's no reason for people to say, hey, this is my barn. This is my barn. Stewards can't go help with other people's stewards. Again, we're all one. Um, so leaner, leaner means you're not just taking on your business agent. You're taking on everybody out at that place. Um, leaner, I'm not going to lie to you. We've got some members that uh, aren't happy to be Teamsters. I'm okay with that. Um, I want people who are happy to be Teamsters. We want people who are driven to be Teamsters. How about a simple word like pride? That's what we're trying to be back. So when you hear leaner, it's all part of the three, the leaner, the meaner, and the greener. The next question is going to be, what does meaner mean? Uh, well, a lot of you know me. I, I just, I don't believe you get things across without saying it in a very loud and strong voice and backing it with, with other people. Um, meaner doesn't mean we're going to go up and blow up people and we're going to go shoot people. Meaner means we've had enough. We're done sitting on our butts. We're going to get out in the streets again. We're going to get as loud as we can. We're going to take the things that we deserve and that we should have been given years ago. That's what we mean by meaner. Um, it's not, again, to threaten people, but it is to let everybody know the Teamsters are coming and we're coming strong. That's right. And the greener part, there's the funny part. As a person who's originally from Texas <laughs> and I come to Colorado, I swear everyone in the public thinks every single person in Colorado smokes weed. That is the big elephant in the room. We all do not smoke weed. But for those that do partake, it is a very big growing industry. And these workers deserve to be protected just as every other industry. Um, corporations have come in to the weed industry and turned it into a corporate entity where they don't care about workers. The greener part is, I'll have you explain, it's not just the weed part. It's the, if they can make green, our workers deserve to make green. I would agree. Um, greener, you're right, marijuana, we're not gonna hide it from Colorado. Uh, you just said it, it's an industry with a lot of money. They have monies that can bring back pensions, real healthcare, and actually pay the people the wages they deserve. But what people aren't also getting is, is we're the Teamsters, we're just Americans and we're split. Uh, we're split like everybody else is. It's the Democrat, Republican, so forth, so on. It's the gay marriage. It's the color. It's the men versus women. We're asking local 455 members, the stewards, ourselves, and everybody up here. Let's worry about green because that's really what controls things. That's what's in your wallet and your purses and everything else. We need to stop worrying about what people are doing in their own livelihoods and start worrying about protecting the green in our wallets. And we can only do that if we put everything else down into the side. Dean, will you tell us about and how our local um, plays a part in the political process and what's happening down at the Capitol? Yes, um, we jump back in the political scene, but again, we wanted to be real. We wanted to make it work. So for the first time, I'm very, very excited to announce uh, Teamsters Local 455 not only has a full-time political director, but we also have a full-time lobbyist, Tammy Munoz, one and the same. Um, very excited. We have some issues sometimes getting some of the politicians to run our bills. Uh, and again, to be fair, the Teamsters go down there, we, we tell them what we need, and then we disappear for the rest of the year.
uh, we're going to change. And it's not Tammy's job. Again, we're going to ask the membership. Let's go ahead and go back down to the Capitol. Um, they need to see our faces. They need to see our boots on the ground at the Capitol, letting them know automation's coming. Things are coming to take us out of our jobs. And again, we'll go back to the meaner. We will go to the streets and do everything we can to protect those jobs and at least slow down automation until everybody understands what's going to happen when it does drop. And I think people need to understand when and automation is another episode we will go back to. When we are talking about automation, we are talking about, um, by the way, anti-Walmart. But one of my drivers told me that the Walmart in Stapleton literally has no checkers. It really? is all automated. You should be scared if you walk into any establishment and there is not one checker. That means that's jobs eliminated. I remember when I was a kid and you went to the store, there was the person that that scanned your stuff, and there was the person that bagged up your stuff, and then they took you out to your car. That's a job eliminated. You don't see that anymore. Um, matter of fact, I'll go down a little bit down this hole. Now we bring our own bags. And when I bring my own bags, I wait and have the checkers put my stuff in my bags. If you're going to make me bring my own bags, and the reason why I do it is because that's a job eliminated. Because then people get conditioned to let me go into the grocery store, let me bag my own stuff. Well, do you realize there was a time when somebody else would bag your own groceries? So that's a job. So automation, that's a, I can't wait till we have that episode. But that's a conversation that needs to be had. Not only are all those jobs gone, but Tamika, I shop too. I don't ever see prices drop as people are losing their jobs. They're getting rid of the baggers, like you said, the checkers, like you said, but yet I'm still saying paying full price. Um, so where is the break? Who's taking the money? Is this really to help out the customers and the public? Or is this once again, just another scheme so that the top 5% can take as much as they need to? Um, I'm starting to feel like it's kind of a scheme because you just brought up the point that the prices aren't dropped. I mean, I'm glad eggs went down, but I'm saying the prices aren't dropping and they're eliminating workers. Now we're gonna go to this new game I came up with. I oh, made no. it up all myself. Oh no. It's called Then, Now, and Next. Wow. What would we take from the generation before us? The generation before us was not too much unlike us. Um, they fought for things that they needed, to be fair. A lot of them just came out of war. Um, they came back into uh, America, and they went right into the working force. But they still had families to feed. They still had houses to pay for. They still had automobiles they had to buy. It's the same now. It's just... I don't know how to explain it. I guess there's more people. Um, uh, things cost way, way more very quickly. Um, but again, if it wasn't for the people who fought before us, we wouldn't have anything. So you can't forget about the past. That's true. Um, now, what do we want the next generation to learn from us for our generation, the now generation? What do you want the next generation to learn from us? I want to learn from the next generation. So, Tamika, you are the next generation. Why don't you tell me what your goals are? I want them to realize that you have to, like, being sweet is great. I think that you should give somebody a little bit of sugar. But if you need to fight back, don't be afraid to get up and stand. Don't be afraid to go out there and take it to the streets and sit here and let these employers know that we mean business. I talk to my son all the time. Um, I live out in the suburbs with all these very privileged kids. And I've explained to these children, you do realize that at some point I will be retired, living somewhere, living my best life off of a pension that because of my union, I get. You guys should be fighting for the same thing. You guys should be out here vocalizing because 
when I'm done working, I'm done working. And when me and all my friends are like, you need to use your voice. Your voice is just as important as ours. Um, be out there, be more vocal, be more involved. Realize that when we're fighting for these jobs, we're fighting for these jobs for us and for you and the people that follow after us. But you guys got to get up and you guys got to continue what we started and blaze your own path. But you need to be out there because as you can see, that there's so many things that have changed, so many rights that have been changed even in the last few years. And that means that people need to get up and they need to have a voice. They need to be using their voice. They need to realize that maybe you don't want to be uh, a secretary treasurer, but your voice still matters because we still need you in the fight. We still need you out here with us because a union is a collective group. I can go into my boss by myself and I'm telling you right now, everyone knows where I work. They're not nice people. I can go on by myself and have a conversation with them, but it's something really nice about when I have my union steward with me and he's got my back and not just my union steward, but my coworkers have my back and my union has my back and my board has my back and my international team brotherhood of teamsters has my back. It's something about knowing that you got these lions just sitting there. It's almost like national geographic when there's the, the pack of lions and they're walking. That is like the coolest thing to know that all of these people have my back. And then I got my family that has my back. And that's what I want the next generation to get. I'm telling you, you're way stronger when it's five of you versus one of you. I agree. I hear a lot of people younger make fun of the old generation because they don't know what they're doing in technology. They don't know what they're doing on their phones. And then I hear a lot of older people complain about the younger people that all they do is get on the phones. We need to blend it. We need to blend it. We need to teach maybe some of our older members that, hey, there's more to look at on the internet than sports. Um, but yet we also need to teach our young members we, when we need to put the phones down and when we need to hit the streets. A hundred percent. Sometimes because... it's like, put that phone down and go lock arms with someone who you would never interact with. Someone that doesn't look like you, doesn't talk like you, doesn't listen to the same music as you that has a totally different background, have a conversation with them. I promise you, you will meet the most interesting people and realize you have way more in common when you sit down, put your phone down and talk to people and learn. We all got the same thing. I agree, but you know it is? It is fascinating to me being a negotiator for the last 30 years of my life. I, we bring our shop stewards into negotiations with us. We don't do this without them. Um, they're the voice of, of the workforce. What I've noticed lately is from our newer members, when you're going back and forth with an employer and they're yelling at you that, hey, you're asking for too much money and you're yelling at them, I can't even afford an apartment. The younger shop stewards are literally pulling it up on their phones while we're in negotiations and showing everybody in the room here's the meeting in colorado it's real easy to pull up that amazes me um that is what i'm talking about there's not everything's not wrong because i'm on my phone again if i'm looking at the right things and educating myself on the right reasons maybe that is a powerful a powerful tool that maybe some of us older ones can start using if we're educated with it. And see, so when you bring that up recently, I just had a discussion about the UPS contract and how everybody's asking for these books. And what I'm getting to is the older people sometimes feel like, well, I want okay, the book. You mean my, my contract, my Bible? Yeah, our Bible. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, where's my Bible? I want to want to sit here and highlight. And I understand that because I too would like to highlight all of that. But at the same time, it's kind of nice 
from the next generation because you can just pull it up on your phone. Because then the thing that us older people should realize is, you know, you could find words and it'll put it all there. That's something I think we could learn from the next generation. I'm like, dang, like, you're right. I do want you to put down your phone unless you're trying to find language in the contract and maybe you need readers and you could just zoom in. Well, look at that. Even that language barriers. How hard sometimes is it to go out to a barn and we have people speaking in different dialects, different languages. Again, there's my millennial popping up next to me. Wait a minute, Mo Decker, you're talking to this and it translates for you. Again, it, some of us just don't know what it brings to the table. And thank God the millennials are sharing it with us. Um, oh. But you got to ask everybody. Again, you can't expect a generation to talk to you if you're not talking to them. That's true. Now, what do we want the next generation to learn from us? Not to sell themselves short. Not to let everyone else label you. You're not lazy. You do go to work. You do have bills. You do have family. But unfortunately, we're not hearing that voice. And that's what we need to do is maybe listen a little bit more nowadays because some things have changed. And instead of just, hey, look, I made it through on my own. Why can't you do it? Maybe we need to fix things or at least listen enough and understand each other so that we can be united and try to fix it for both sides. Um, the us versus them. We know who the them is, everybody. It's not the people you work with. It's the people who pay your paychecks. Absolutely. I'm, I'm always telling people, I'm like, we really don't have anything like different from us and the next generation. Like they want the same things we want. I think they have a different work-life balance than we did because we were just always taught to go to work, go to work, go to work. And then when you retire, you enjoy it. And they're like, well, I kind of want a little bit of both. And I'm like, well, I get that. But you kind of got to, you know, that's the only thing is, you know, we got to figure out how you're going to fund all the fun stuff. And union jobs create livable wages to do the fun stuff. Dad, I do want to say to Mika, we work hard as Teamsters. We deserve to play hard. <laughs> Simple as that. That's right. Um, the next generation, what do we want the next generation to learn from us? That's a great question. Uh, be be open, more open-minded. Uh, be okay with change. Just because you do things 30 years in a row one way doesn't mean there isn't a better way to do it. Um, again, just because I was born a different color or a different gender doesn't mean I'm any better than the person working next to me. And maybe if I give them the 10 seconds or the 10 minutes, we'd figure that out. I agree. Sometimes I always tell people, if you just pause for a second and just talk to that person or and and see you you probably have more in common than you don't have in common i would agree but again you have to talk and get to know each other to get that down and what i would hope i'm i'm a little scared tamika because i see so much on the computer now i see everybody talking to each other on the phone even though they're not talking they're texting each other so when are we going to just sit down, put the phones down, put the technology down, and just talk to one another again? Tear down the walls. I 100% agree. Um, I try to make a conscious decision now where I'm like, put your phone down, engage in conversations. Um, I've met so many absolutely fabulous people by putting my phone down and just talking to people. And I'm talking about all over the place. Like, I've had the best conversations with awesome awesome people just because i put my phone down and i engage with people around me that's good ask somebody how their day's going they're going to tell you 
You know, we have people who organize for us, and they're like, sometimes it's really hard to talk to people. Really? Go to any 7-Eleven and ask the clerk, how's your day? You, they'll tell you. Yeah. Good and or bad. You might even get a funny story out of it. Or Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? This one? Describe your team in one word. By the way, just so you know, me and the guys, I think it's going to go towards one way, but I want to hear your answer. Unity? Unity would have to be it. Um, we have a staff meeting every Monday morning. We all sound the same. We all have the same goals. We we just want to get the members to step up. We just want to get our shop stewards to understand how important that the role is. Um, and again, just be proud. Proud, I guess. I'm So I like your answer. I love your answer, but I'm going to be honest. I thought you were going to talk about the Raiders. <laughs> hey, I am a Raider fan, um, as most people know. Um, they suck. <laughs> but again, I'm loyal. Look at that. I don't jump. Um, we're going to fix the damn thing, just like the Teamsters Union. There's some broke stuff, everybody. It is. We're, we're a big entity, but we'll fix it if we care. Oh, the guys were right, because I was like, dude, this is just going to turn into a Raider conversation. And then you said all that deep stuff, and you guys know I'm sensitive. I can start crying at any moment. And hey, I'm like... <laughs> I, I'm a big Raider fan. I like them. I was born to be a Teamster. Hey, I just, uh, I, I really want to thank everybody. Um, again, I, I, it was a wish about this happening, and we're making it reality. I look forward to it. I look forward to working with you guys, and I look forward to you expanding the voice of our members. Okay, well, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us, Dean. Um, we're going to ask all our listeners to tune in to Teamster Talk. Remember, know your power, use your power, Teamster power, union power. Um, don't forget to like, follow, and share our pages. So you can find us at Teamsters Local 455 on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find Teamster Talk on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. LMG. LMG. Jamie Tussie Rolls. Hey, <laughs>